Meanwhile, on the Godbeat. Hi, Godbeat listeners. This is Leighton Williams, one of the online editors here at Sojourners. We told you last week that we were on our way up to Princeton Seminary for Tim Keller's lecture. We talked to students and the seminary president and learned about some of the overlooked nuances behind the controversy. Here's what we found. People are greeting one another here as they enter Miller Chapel, the main worship space on Princeton Seminary's campus. On this rainy Thursday, hundreds have gathered for a preach-in, originally organized in response to the seminary's decision to award Reverend Tim Keller their Kuiper Prize for Excellence in Reformed Theology and Public Life, complete with an invitation to speak at the school and a $10,000 prize. Keller is a renowned Christian pastor and best-selling author who is among the most prominent evangelical thinkers today. After the award announcement went out, students and alumni voiced concerns, and multiple student groups collaborated on a letter to the seminary president, Dr. Craig Barnes, criticizing the award decision, due primarily to Keller's conservative views on complementarianism, women's ordination, and LGBTQ inclusion. Mads Beneshek, a senior at the seminary, was one of the organizers of the event and an early critic of the award. I think an award definitely communicates an endorsement and a recognition. Not only the lecture, but then the award on top of it. To me, that's what prizing one voice over others looks like. And that's what that award is doing. In a phone interview with Sojourners, Barnes said he could understand this criticism. Again, this is a this was a this is a family argument within the Reformed communions between the PCUSA and the PCA, and as a as a Presbyterian seminary, it's in our bylaws. We have to uphold the polity and the and the procedures of the of the Presbyterian Church USA. So once. The award became a matter of affirming a man who doesn't believe women can be ordained. Um, we, we, you know, that's a problem for us, um, and that's what the entire controversy became about. This particular issue uh, for Presbyterians against other kinds of Presbyterians—it uh, just the award. It's just it just became impossible to maintain because we were through the award affirming. Keller's position on women, women's ordination. On March 22nd, President Barnes announced in a letter to the seminary community that though Keller would still come to speak on campus, they had rescinded the award. Although it was unclear who initially made that call, Barnes affirmed that he was in communication with Keller throughout the process. Tim Keller and I talked about this three times over the phone, and then finally we just his suggestion initially to say, let's just set aside the prize. It's just gotten to be too much of a distraction from what we both wanted was just uh, an exercise in freedom of speech on campus and uh, that all voices are welcome here, and including his. So the decision to set aside the award actually was necessary in order to achieve our greater goal, which was uh, freedom of speech on campus. Even the students who had protested the award were surprised that the seminary reversed their decision. Second-year student Zach Calvo was one student leader who vocally opposed Tim Keller's selection for the award. 
I didn't think that was going to happen. Because honestly, I thought like when we were writing this statement, I thought 30 people max are going to care about this. I thought this was going to be an internal issue. And then it just like blew up and I was not prepared for like some of these op-eds that came out and these outlets that picked it up. And so that was surprising. After the seminary rescinded the award, the student groups who organized the preaching decided that it should still occur, emphasizing that the event was scheduled for a different time and place than Keller's lecture, so as not to compete. There were four preachers lined up to speak, all of whom, according to Keller's theology, would be prohibited from serving as pastors on the basis of their gender or sexual identity. Slats Toole, a recent Princeton Seminary alum, preached last. Let me put my cards on the table. All of my life I have been called unnatural. Whether that is because I'm attracted to people of all genders or because I myself fall outside the neatly defined categories of man and woman, I am considered unnatural. But this is not an uncommon story. Looking around in this crowd, there are so many of us who can tell you how we have been ignored, erased, bullied, belittled, blamed, cast out, hurt, and sometimes even destroyed by the church and the people in it who call us a natural abomination queer. Tim Keller's lecture occurred as planned, and though President Barnes made mention of the controversy in his introduction, the lecture didn't touch on complementarianism or issues of women and LGBTQ inclusion. Still, students had mixed opinions about him speaking on campus. Susan, a 57-year-old first-year seminary student who said she was discouraged at a young age from going into ministry because of her gender, went to both the preaching and Keller's lecture. Just, just as we are all called, okay. so is this gentleman. Okay. And he expresses okay. a view that may not be embraced by everyone, but he too is part of the conversation. And I think the most important thing that we can do as Christians is listen to one another, because unless we understand where we're all coming from, we will never be a community of faith. After the seminary announced that the award had been rescinded, questions arose about whether the preaching should still occur. But the organizers saw it as a unique opportunity for a broader message. The preaching is not about Tim Keller. Uh, he may have catalyzed that um, decision, but what it's about is saying, um, we're here, we have a voice, we have a call, and to cancel it just because the award was rescinded, I think actually would have communicated that um, what sort of conservatives were leveling, which is we're reactive, we're just, we have an agenda, um, we are either uh, gloating or trying to bait or, and I just felt, we all felt like, like keeping the preaching meant this wasn't about Tim Keller. Maybe it is not that this is unnatural, but that we see through a mirror dimly. And face to face with God, we find that God's vision of what is natural is so much greater than ours. God's reality is broader than human imagination, let alone human definition. And one day, one day, beloved, 
the knowledge of the Lord, of God's upside down, first shall be last, queer reality will cover the earth as irrefutably and as deeply as the waters cover the sea. And they will not hurt us or destroy us anymore. Thanks be to God. Amen. I hope they leave with the sense that we can challenge and still love. And I think a lot of the issues that have arisen on campus have been about not being able to love each other within a larger conversation. And I think this preach-in shows that we might be able to. And that is what I hope people get out of it. If you're interested in reading our full interview with President Barnes or watching the full preach-in event, check out sojo.net slash Princeton. This segment was produced by Leighton Williams and J.P. Keenan, with help from Sandy Villarreal. Music by Manos Mars and Kevin Graham. Thanks for listening. <laughs>